Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for drawing us by your Spirit, God. I thank you, Lord, that we are down to the final two-minute warning. That he's coming soon for his bride. He's coming soon. Everything that needed to be fulfilled has been fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that he's doing a new thing. We ain't never been around this way before. We ain't never seen what he's fixing to do. Ever. And like Josh said, his will's going to be done. So I just have to make sure I line up with it. Amen. I have um, a word God spoke with to Apostle Angie um, a, couple, a few days ago. I don't remember. I don't know when it was. She told me Wednesday, but she said that um, God spoke to her and said, Freedom has been pruned. Come on, y'all. I said, <laughs> freedom has been pruned. It's been pruned. He said it's ready for new life. Amen. That's revival. That's revival right there. He's re it's ready. We are ready for new life. We have been pruned. Hallelujah. And, in, in, and she read John 15, because y'all know that that's my, that's my favorite. John 15, but she read it in the Amplified, and it says, I am the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears, continues, that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for revival in this house, God. Thank you that you have pruned us. You have shook us. You have done everything that... Hallelujah. He said that Freedom Ministries has been pruned. Ah. Y'all know you guys to prune the bush. You got to prune it in order for it to really flourish. That's what he said. You're going to continue to bear fruit, and it's going to be richer and finer fruit. That's a good word to me. That's a good word. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're going to be richer and finer fruit. That word, that word in that scripture right there literally means something to be plucked and eaten and receive nourishment out of my life, out of your life. 
someone else can come along and pluck something from you and receive nourishment from it. And it's going to be fine and rich. Hey, hallelujah. New life. He said, he said we are ready for new life. Spring up. Spring up new life. Mm. Hallelujah. What, what's somebody, I just want to remember Apostle Angie. She's in, a, she's in Conway, and we just want to remember her today and, and give honor to her because that's what I'm going to talk about today is honor. And we need to give honor to our head. Amen. We give honor to God, and we give honor to those that he has placed over us. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but, but, but in my life, she's fasted and prayed for me. She's fasted and prayed for my children. We didn't even know Josh could sing. I'm his mama. I knew he could play. He could play really well. But I didn't know he could sing really well. <laughs> and she just felt it in the spirit because she's been connected to God, you know. And it's her heart to put people in their destiny. That's, that's her heart to hear God. God, what do you want to do with Josh? What is it you want to do with him? And then put him in. Open the door for him to be right there. She got him up there one day, and, 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 and it was like, what? What? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I honor her for that. I honor my leader for that, for seeking God for us. Uh, I'm doing this. <laughs> Against my will, I might add. <laughs> I'm doing this. You know, I fought God. Excuse me. Y'all never fought God? Y'all ain't never known he wanted you to do something, and you go, no. Take the mask off. We got to be honest around here. Scared to death to stand up before his people. I don't take that lightly. It's not a light thing. Whoo, I thank you, Jesus. Last week we talked about a key to the kingdom of God, right? What was that key? Y'all know I'm a teacher. I'm going to throw you some pop. Okay, pop quiz. <laughs> Revelation is a key to the kingdom. We want the key. There's two kingdoms. There's two. There's the kingdom of darkness. There's the kingdom of light. We were born into the kingdom of darkness, right? We said, because of the leading of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit was drawing me, because somebody was laying on their face praying for me. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Thank you. Somebody was praying for me. So the Holy Ghost starts pulling, and he starts drawing. And the next thing you know, I'm like, I need Jesus. Jesus, if you're really real. Some have said that. If you're real, come into my heart. Clean me up. I want to be yours. If you're really real, I need you to, I need help. That's what Pastor Eileen prayed. Laying on her bed one day. If you are really real, I need help. 
And he came in and he helped. Amen. Because of the drawing of the Holy Ghost. That's what he's been doing here all morning is drawing us. Drawing us. He wants us out of the kingdom of darkness. And he wants us in the kingdom of light. Into the kingdom of his dear son. Into the kingdom of heaven. Where heaven is operating in my life. Hey. Ooh, that's a good place to be. And I just want to make something clear. The kingdom of darkness is not that you over here in a circle with some candles around it, calling on some devil. That, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about going to church, doing your own thing. You're still in the kingdom of darkness. If he does not have complete rule over your life, guess who does? not you it is not you we thinking i'm just gonna you know i'm having fun i'm gonna do my own thing for a little while and then i'll come to jesus for it's all over with or we get ready and we go to church every sunday morning cussing all the way come on y'all know i gotta talk truth y'all know i do we get we get we come to church we can sit on the pew. That's what I said. We're going to come to church. See, I knew he'd remind me. We can, we can come to church cussing all the way, fighting like cats and dogs. Going to finish, the, come walk into church like this. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, sister. Mm, it's so good to see you today. Knowing you're going to finish that fight as soon as you get in the car and shut the door. Knowing you're going to finish it. Guess what kingdom you operating in? Darkness. The kingdom of darkness. Now, I can say all that because I used to do all that. <laughs> and I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. Yesterday, I kind of lost it over a box of crackers. A box of saltine crackers. What? And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost hit me and he said, Honor. Ooh. <laughs> See, I can't stand up here and preach something that I ain't got to live. So I would rather just tell you a good Bible story. I ain't got to worry about living that. Come on, three points, a poem, a story. Well, I don't know what it is that they say. Mm -mm. Around here he makes us live what we teach. And that is the way I want it, Truly. Because when he comes, I want to be right. I want to be ready to meet him. And when I stand before him, I want him to say, you did a good job, baby girl. You did a good job. You said what I told you to say. You did what I told you to do. That's what I want him to say. Because I'm going to just tell you, if you want to be a teacher or a preacher, you need to sit back and take another dose of something. Because uh, he said those that teach are going to be judged with a harsher judgment. He's going to make me account for what I say. And not only what I say, but how I live. But I want his way. I want his way. Now today, we're going to talk about another key. To the kingdom and it's a double key I think it might even be the master key 
Mm-hmm. It's honor and submission. Uh-oh. I know, don't nobody like to hear about submission. And it's like every time I get up and teach, I, I say the word. Every time. Submission. Submission does not mean that I am a doormat and you can walk all over me. But submission does mean if that's what it takes, I'm willing to do it. Come on. If that's what it takes, I'm willing to do it. Because submission is a willing. I willingly put myself under you. Willingly do it. I lay my life down. Jesus said, no greater love have any man that he would lay his life down for his friends. That's submission. I said one time in here teaching Sunday school that submission is not when everything is going great and I agree with everything you say. That's not submission. Submission is, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't want to do it. God, deal with my heart. Because I'm going to do it. Period. Deal with what's in my heart. You know Pastor D and Pastor Eileen, they always said, ain't nobody mad but the devil. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. So if I'm here and my leadership or anyone else for that matter says to do something or ask something of me or whatever it is and something, you know, who do you think you are? You know, rises up in me, that's on the inside of me. And it's the devil. Because ain't nobody mad but the devil. Amen. Seize this word. Yes. Seize is a violent term. And sometimes we have to get violent if we want the kingdom of God operating in our life. The devil, don't let it come easy. He does not. He don't play fair. He's mean as a snake. And he makes you think everything's okay. You all right? No, you ain't. Okay. Honor is value. So I put value on you. I put value on God. I put value. You mean something. The value is weighty. Okay? It's, it's weighty. It's, it's real expensive to me. And, and it's respect, which is something that we don't know in the world today. We don't know respect. We don't teach our kids to respect we let them say whatever they want to say, do whatever they want to do, because I don't want them to feel bad about me when I whop that behind. I don't know why I'm going here, but the Bible says that if you love your children, you will discipline your children. When I don't teach them to obey me, they will not obey God. If I just let them go do whatever they want to because I don't want to make them mad or I don't want to, I want, I want to be their friend. I am not your friend. I am not your friend. I'm your mama and you better respect. But see, it's not that I just demand respect. I treat them respectful. 
I still whoop you, but I'm going to treat you respectful. When I get through whooping you, it's over with. I ain't harping on you for six days about you leaving that bag of tater chips open. You know what I mean? It's over with. And I love you. Come on, let's, let's eat the rest of them tater chips. You know, you know what I mean? Loving discipline. Thank you, Jesus, for taking us down that rabbit trail. Hallelujah. I want to start with 1 Peter 2, 13. I got them all marked, and then I lose where they marked it at. 1 Peter 2, 13. It says, therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's ownership. Who owns you? The Lord does. And that's what that word means, for, his, for the Lord's sake. He owns us. Okay? Because he paid a great price for us. Amen? I don't, have, I don't have a right to my own will. I don't have a right to my own way of thinking. He bought that on the cross. Okay. Whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice. But as bondservants of God, 17 says, honor all people. Honor all people. That's everybody. You know, all means all. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. That's us. We're the brotherhood. Fear God. And honor the king. Honor is very important to him. With honor and submission, see, you can't have one without the other. You don't, you, you cannot, you can obey and still not honor. You can. But you cannot honor without obedience. Because if, if I count you as very weighty, the the value of you is priceless to me, then I'm just going to (laughs) obey. Right? I'm just going to obey you. And Romans 13, 7 says, give honor to whom honor is due. But he just said right here, honor all men. Honor all. Whether they write or they not. Honor them. Okay, let's go over and look at Mark 6. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 6, we're going to start with 1. Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Y'all know this story. But then he, Jesus, went out from there and came to his country And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished. Y'all hear that? They were astonished at his saying. 
Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hand? They're astonished at him and the things that he's doing. Okay? And then all of a sudden, they say, wait a minute. Ain't that Jesus, the carpenter? The son of Mary, the brother of James and Josie and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters, like, right there? So they were offended at him. They just were astonished. And in the next second, they were offended. Hmm. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. It's real hard for folks who live with you to come up under that God in you. It is. Because people have a real problem with submission and honor. Verse 5 says, Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Why could he do no mighty work there? No honor. No honor. Because what you do not honor goes away from you. What you honor comes close to you. Honor gives you access. I want access to him. I want access, so I want to honor him. He marveled because of their unbelief. But it wasn't just the unbelief. It was the fact that they dishonored him. They, they were astonished at the beginning and were like, wow, look at this. Oh, wait a minute. That's just Jesus. We do him like that all the time. Oops, I didn't mean to say that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In prayer, um, Wednesday, Rhonda was here, and we're, and we're, we're praying, and, and the submission thing starts coming, you know. And, and she says that, you know, in, in Psalms 133, where it says, Behold, how beautiful it is that the brethren dwell together in unity. And, and as the, be- the beard, <laughs> as the oil that was poured up on Aaron's head, it ran down his beard, you know. So what's on the head is going to come down on us if we are in one Mind. If we are in submission, in honor, we're in unity, then that that's on the head comes on us. Apostle Angie was over there and she said, ooh, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. <laughs> she said the same thing goes for rebellion. Oh, if I submit to a spirit of rebellion, guess what comes on me? Guess what comes on my children? It's not just about me. If I submit to that spirit of religion that comes in and wants to sit on us, make us quiet, make us want to fall asleep, make us want to judge somebody because they don't look like me. If I, if I submit to that, guess what comes on me and my kids? Spirit of religion. Because what I submit to, what I line myself under, comes on me. Amen? I don't want that thing on me. 
I do not want that thing on me. But he's, he just said to us, in whichever Peter that was, <laughs> that we are to honor all men, right? Well, let's look at Matthew 25. Matthew 25, uh, 35. Start with 35. Honor all men. It says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Well, when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So when he tells us, see, his word just said to honor all men, right? So if I dishonor you, if I don't think you cost as much as me, or if I don't think you are as good as me, if I think I'm a little higher than you, I'm dishonoring you. And not only you, I'm dishonoring him. Because he said, if you do it to one of the least of these, you have done it to me. Mom and Dad told me about a church they went to in Tennessee and they were thinking about moving their membership there, you know, because that's what that some denominations do. We don't do that. You just come here three times and you're mine. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> but there was a, a, a homeless man that come and sat down on the back pew back there. And they just went on about their business. And no one paid him any attention. Didn't acknowledge him at all. And dad went back there and asked if there was anything he could do, you know for him and he's like well I, you know I'm hungry and, and I don't have any money and I don't, you know what all he told him and so dad goes and gets a deacon and the deacon goes to the pastor and the pastor says send him down the road they did not move their membership there they dishonored that man and they dishonored God so when someone comes around me and they're a little dirty and they don't smell quite like I do because I got some, I got some good smelling cologne on. They don't smell like me. You know, they don't look like me. Because I told you, you know, the Spirit of God spoke through me the other day and said there's a new breed arising. And they got holes all in their face. <laughs> they got holes all up in their ears and everywhere. They got holes everywhere. They tattooed from top to bottom. And I don't care. They got purple hair. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care because he ain't messed up about it. He is not. There's a new breed arising. And they don't look like me and you. Okay? They don't look like us. And we better get over it. Because if I dishonor them, who am I dishonoring? God. 
So we need to question how we look at people. I need to question what's in me. Why am I feeling that way about you? You know, because I don't know you. (laughs) Who are you? Who am I? If you go on and read that chapter, it says, he continues talking to him, and he says, "Um, you did not feed me, and you did not clothe me, and you didn't see about me. And guess what happened to them? Cast into the lake of fire. So it's a serious thing. Honor is a serious thing. We need to pay, we need to grab a hold of this word. Remember, pay attention to this word. Pull this thing into me. Get a revelation that I need to honor all men. I need to honor those that are above me. I need to submit. He says in Ephesians 5, oh, we're going to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go there. Ephesians 5, 21. Because everybody don't want to quote this scripture. They won't quote the next one. They don't want to quote this one. Ephesians 5, 21. It says, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. So that's boys and girls. Men and women have to submit to each other. Black and white, come on. Brown, pierced, not pierced. Tattooed, not tattooed. Rainbow hair. Mine's kind of rainbow. On a different spectrum. You know, I got more than one color in it. I got some silver. Thank God Karen covers that up. I got some kind of medium blonde, and I got some blonde. So see, I'm, you know, I ain't no different. This is just purple, green, and yellow, you know. Because I remember the day when you was going to hell if you colored your hair. Y'all remember them days? You was going to hell if you colored your hair. Thank you, Jesus, for setting us free. But Ephesians 5.21 says that everybody is supposed to submit to each other, right? And then it goes on and it says, wives, submit to your husbands. In the, as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. And then it goes on and it talks about husbands are supposed to love their wives. Love their wives. In 33, it says that um, women are to honor their husband. And then if you go over to 1 Peter, it says that, see, all I'm supposed to do is honor you. I am supposed to respect you. He did not tell me I have to love you. He didn't. He said, I have to honor you and respect you, which is honor. But he told you, fellas, that you better love me. Come on. I'm going to preach that. He said, you better love me as he loved his church. What he do? He took a beating like nobody's business for his church. And he hung on that cross for his church, for me. And he says, you're supposed to love me like that. 
He says that the husband is supposed to love the wife and honor her. You got double duty, double command on you. That means don't you go talking about your woman and don't call her your old lady because you're going to have what you say. Yeah, you will. You will have what you say. Ain't going to be long. You're going to have an old raggedy lady. Yeah, you will. She's so fine right now, but she's going to be an old raggedy lady. Because that's all you speak on her. He says to wash her with the water of the word. Go read Proverbs 31. You are a virtuous woman, honey. You are a beautiful woman, honey. I found a good thing when I found you, baby. Come on. I, I hear Brother Ernie. He's shouting it down. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And honor your wife. Don't talk bad about her. Mm-mm. Don't tell everybody what she does wrong. Because I tell y'all, I'm going to tell y'all what. We're supposed to honor our husband. Well, I, the first time I ever got, was involved with Pastor Eileen with this church, I went in there and I told on my husband. I told everything he did and everything he accused. I told on him. And she said, baby, <laughs> it's in you. <laughs> I don't act like he does. But it was in me. It was in me. So, so, before you start going and going, she's, he's, you better get to the altar, I'm telling you. You better fast and pray. Because God's going to expose you. He's going to expose you. Uh-huh. Come on. But, but now, when that thing came out of me, when that thing came out of me, everything around me started changing. I had, to, I had to overcome. I had to walk that deliverance out. But once I walked that thing out, he stopped acting like that. Can I just say? So it was a judgment in me that was causing him to do what he was doing. Because he's a good man. And loves, he thanked y'all. He thinks I'm the cat's meow, okay? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And the things that that judgment in me was pulling out of him, he would never on his own do, ever. Because he does think. I mean, he used to call people and say, I just want to tell somebody I love Babs. He used to do that. He used, we used to have the donut shop. He'd call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I am asleep. What you doing? Uh, sleeping. Well, I just was thinking about you, honey, and I just love you so much. Go back to sleep. I'm like, I'm shot. I'm awake now. I'm one of them that I can't go back to sleep. Mm. So you see those things on the inside of us. It's what causes people to do what they do. The Word says, okay, the Word says to honor your mother and father. 
that it may be well with you all the days of your life. So if it ain't well with you, the Holy Ghost, not me, the Holy Ghost, can trace it back to a time when you dishonored your mother or your father. And a judgment was set up in you. It says, it says, be careful that a root of bitterness does not spring up in you and defile many. See, I was, that, that root of bitterness was in me and it was defiling my husband. That's what was happening. So it really was my fault. Really and truly, it's my fault. So if it ain't going well with you and you count it honorable enough to fight for, you can fight for it you can but I'm just gonna tell you you're gonna fight you're gonna fight because these things don't come out <laughs> without prayer and fasting <laughs> so honor honor is weighty it's value and I submit to what I honor so if I'm submitted to the Lord God most high, I'm going to do what he says do, right? Without question. I'm just going to do it because he said do it. I don't have to understand it. That's when submission kicks in. When I don't understand it, I don't know why you're asking this of me. And there's a something in me that don't really like it, but we're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay? That's submission. Now, there's one, because we didn't take up the offering, but I did see y'all, faithful servants, come and bring your tithes and offerings. But I just want to, I want to say this right here in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. It says to honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with your possession. Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with your first fruits of all your increase. That's your tithes. I honor him with everything because he gave it to me. He's the one that gives me everything because he's the king. And I live in the kingdom. And in a kingdom, the king supplies everything. We live in a, I don't know what we live in. You got to go out and get it on your own. Because the president, as much as I like him, and I do like him. As much as I like him, he ain't going to give me, you know. He's not, he's not supporting me. But the king does. Okay? So we, I, I live in this kingdom now where, where he's the one that supplies my needs. He's the one that gives me what I have. He's the one that looks out after me. Because Matthew 6, said, if I will seek him... And his righteousness, which is his way of doing things, then everything else I need comes to me. Okay? But in Proverbs 3, it says to honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits of all your increase, so that your barns will be filled with plenty. Hey, and your vats will overflow with new wine. So if I give to him what he is telling me to give to him, which is the tithe and the offering, then it, that is a principle in the kingdom of God. And do you know that they say that only 8% of the church tithes? 
8%, not even a tithe, tithes. But it's a principle in the kingdom of God. And he says he'll open up the windows of heaven. That's not just money, honey. Give me some revelation. And when I remember now, when I get a revelation, I stand on that. Ain't no devil in hell can take that thing away from me. I am firm on a revelation because God just revealed that to me. And, and, and it don't matter what it looks like. It don't matter what's going on around me. God said, God said. And so this is what's going to happen. And you hang on long enough and it will happen. It will happen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 15 talks about um, drawing near to him with our lips. Giving him lip service. But your heart is far from me. And so honor is a matter of the heart. It's a thing in the heart. So I have to check my heart. I need to check my heart. That's what I had to do because I lost it over them crackers. And that's what I had to do. God, over crackers, a dishonored. Over crackers. Saltine crackers. But I had to, I had to see that about myself. And no, that's when he started saying, but, you know, if you do this to the least of these, you're doing it to me. And so I have to look at you and, and, and my husband as, as him. And how I treat you matters because that is a picture of how I'm treating him. And I know we don't want to look at that. We want to think that we're right in everything. But the way I treat you is a picture of the way I'm treating him. The way I treat my spouse is a picture of the way I treat him. And they ain't right, y'all. But that ain't what it says. So I have to look at my relationship with him. And when I get that right, I'm treating people right. I'm going to treat his people right. Whether they're in the church or not. Because of his people So, God, reveal my heart to me because we do think that we're okay, but our hearts are deceitfully wicked above all things. So, reveal to me my heart, God. Show me where I dishonor you by dishonoring your people. Show me, God, because I want to honor you. I want to walk in your righteousness in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead, Josh, and play us something. In the name of Jesus. So we worship you, God. I ask you, Lord, to take this word, root it in me, God. Root this word in me, God. I want to honor you. I want to honor all men. I want to honor those that you've placed over me, God. With my heart, not with my mouth. 
show us God. And just open up the altars if you, if you want to get to know Jesus Christ. I open these altars up to you. If you need healing in your body, I open these altars up to you. We will pray for you. He says, if you're sick, have the elders anoint you with oil and pray for you, and he will heal you. So if you need something from him today, the altars are open. The altars are open. If you want revelation of his word, the altars are open. If you want to know what's in your heart, the altars are open. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.